Chapter 29 Synthesis of All Wisdom and Knowledge Liberalism and modernism have penetrated into the most influential and elevated circles of the Church. Therefore, measure for measure, let us remain attached to our surest possession, the Catechism and Theology. We live in an era where, by word or by deed, the highest officials of the Church would limit the omnipotence and the sovereignty of the Lord Jesus Christ. This follows from the fact that you cannot at one and the same time admit that it is possible to be saved without Jesus Christ and affirm his omnipotence. If Jesus Christ is not the only means of salvation, if there are indeed other ways of salvation besides the Lord, then, ultimately, Jesus Christ is not God. For this reason, it is always necessary and good to come back to the Lord and to profess His divinity and to draw from that fact all its ramifications, bar none. In the study of the Lord's psychology or interior life, we enter a world where we can never exhaust our admiration for all that is in Him. Eternity itself will be spent in the contemplation and joy of knowing Jesus Christ and His divinity. Previously, we described the seeming antimony existing within our Lord between the beatific vision, the incommensurable and infinite happiness that was His, and His capacity to suffer in both body and soul. St. Thomas asked the question whether Jesus could suffer, and answered in the affirmative. Was Christ's soul passable? As Christ's body was able to suffer and die, as we have said, it necessarily follows that his soul was, for this reason, also passable. Summa Theologica, Part 3, Question 15, Article 4 In his explanations, St. Thomas always departs from the fact that the human nature that our Lord assumed was perfect, and hence his human soul was perfect and complete. It was not in any way impugned upon by the fact that it was united to the divinity. This is also why St. Thomas tells us that our Lord possessed four different types of knowledge, a fact that is worth knowing and bearing in mind. It is very important. Firstly, our Lord had divine knowledge, as word of God contemplating himself and contemplating the Father in the Holy Ghost. This knowledge, of course, is absolutely perfect. It is equal to the divine being, and our Lord possessed it because his person is divine. He also had, in his human soul, the knowledge of the blessed, hence the beatific vision. And this is to the utmost degree since his soul received the gratia capitis, the grace suitable for the head of the human race. Jesus Christ is the head of all the elect the one by whom all knowledge is given to us. He is he who enlightens every man coming into the world, a passage from the Gospel of St. John read after Mass. Jesus Christ is at the source of the beatific vision possessed by the angels and the blessed in heaven. It is conceivable that it is he who possesses most perfectly the beatific vision, the vision that would have made him essentially blessed on earth, the vision that obliges us to recall the mystery that our Lord, even on the cross, even when he suffered most during the Passion, enjoyed perfect happiness in his soul, 
in his mind. It is by the beatific vision that our Lord in his human soul is conscious of his divinity and conscious of subsisting in the person of the Word. Thirdly, he possesses infused knowledge, which is the natural science of the angels. The angels do not know in the same way we do by reasoning. Rather, they have ideas and infused concepts which are given directly to them by God. St. Thomas reaches this conclusion by reasoning thus, Given the perfection of his soul, the Lord was capable of receiving these ideas, these infused concepts, and there was no reason for him to be deprived of them. Lastly, our Lord possessed acquired or experimental knowledge. This fact is approached by St. Thomas in the form of a question, for it can really seem inconceivable that Jesus Christ could have had this type of knowledge, as he was already inundated, so to speak, by the three higher forms of knowledge, divine, beatific, and angelic. How then could he have had experimental knowledge? St. Thomas answers, The Lord had a complete soul, hence he had an agent intellect the faculty which abstracts ideas from sensible things. It operates upon the things that we see and gives us our ideas and all the concepts that we have. This acquired knowledge was possessed by Jesus Christ too. His understanding would not have been perfect if he had not had this agent intellect capable of acquiring knowledge by means of the things we perceive with our senses and of knowing the essences of things. Evidently, he already knew these things in another way, so that the acquired knowledge did not add anything new, but it did give him a new way, another mode of knowing the same things, and to know them concretely as he experienced them. This experimental knowledge provides the key to understanding some passages in Scripture. For instance, it is in light of his experimental knowledge that we can understand the words of the gospel when St. Joseph and the Virgin Mary went to look for our Lord in the temple and brought him back to Nazareth. And Jesus advanced in wisdom and age and grace with God and men. Luke 2.52 How indeed could he advance in wisdom since he was perfection itself? if not by the exercise of his agent intellect, by which, in a certain manner, he could grow in experimental knowledge. It is in this sense, too, that St. Paul says of our Lord and the Passion, And whereas indeed he was the Son of God, he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. Hebrews 5.8 Digicit ex is que passus est obedientiam. Here is what St. Thomas has to say. He learned obedience, that is to say, how difficult it is to obey, because he had to obey in very grave and difficult things, that is, even unto death. Those who have not experienced obedience, and who have not learned it in carrying out difficult things, believe that obedience is very easy, but for you to learn what it is to obey, you must learn to obey in difficult things. Commentary on Hebrews 5 
St. Paul, in the same place, then sets out the meritoriousness of Christ's dolorous experience. And being consummated, he became, to all that obey him, the cause of eternal salvation, called by God a high priest, according to the order of Melchizedek. Hebrews 5, 9, 10 the idea of St. Paul is that the experimental knowledge of suffering and heroic obedience confer on the Lord a consummation, a particular accomplishment necessary to the exercise of his priesthood. Father Le Breton comments, The divine knowledge undoubtedly can know our miseries with a sureness and preciseness which no human knowledge can equal, but it knows them in the eternal serenity of a contemplation that no suffering has ever caused to tremble. To the priest and savior of men, another kind of the knowledge of our miseries was necessary, a humbler knowledge, but at the same time more deeply touched, more imperfect, but completely penetrated by human compassion. These are admirable things. Our Lord is truly the synthesis of all wisdom and all knowledge. He is perfect wisdom, and we should meditate often on the wisdom of the Lord and try in the measure possible to pattern our knowledge on His. This we must do by seeking truth by acquired knowledge, by reasoning, by learning new things, and also by the experience of the trials and tribulations of life. Yet we also do this by faith by the adhesion of our minds to revealed truths, and still more by the gift of wisdom which enables us to judge things as our Lord does. Then we would be approaching the infused knowledge which angels have, because it consists of lights, ideas given by God himself. Faith is nothing other than a preparation for the beatific vision. It already includes all the truths which shall make us eternally happy. Hence, our need to ask the good God that we may know our faith and live it fully and faithfully so that we may begin to participate, even now, to a certain degree, in the beatific vision. These are considerations that afford much consolation, and we should think of them often. It is by doing so that we shall acquire an even greater union to the truth that is our Lord Jesus Christ himself. I am the way, the truth, and the life. John 14, 6 If we, too, desire to abide in the truth, we must again, I say, take our Lord as our model and ask Him to keep us steadfast in the truth. Music